Welcome to the Juvenile Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to help students trying to break into the creative industry by sharing stories of other students that have done so already. Today, we have Julie Garcia and Julie Fiore. Both of them are multicultural and first-generation college students that have experience with Dungeons and Dragons and cosplay. Julie Garcia will be a senior at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. During her time at UOUC, she has worked on the National Student Advertising Competition, also known as NSAC, for two years and on the AAF, American Advertising Federation, Executive Board as an account director for AdBuzz, a PR agency. This summer, Julie is working at Publicis Media as a central activation intern. And next year, she will be on her school's AAF Executive Board as a Chief Operations Officer and on the school's NSAC Executive Board. Julie Fiore recently graduated from the University of Illinois in Urbana-Champaign with a Bachelor of Science in Advertising. During her time at UIUC, she has worked on the National Student Advertising Competition for three years and on the AAF Exec Board as Chief Diversity Officer, Agency President for Pangea, a multicultural agency, and as Account Director for RSVP, an event planning agency. Additionally, she was a part of the most promising multicultural student program in 2022. This summer, Julie is looking to break into the advertising industry. So, without further ado, let's welcome Julie Garcia and Julie Fiore. So, Julie Garcia, Julie Fiore, welcome to the Juvenile Podcast. So, to start off, can both of you tell us a little bit about your involvement in college this past year and in general? You can go first if you want. Okay, I think we're going to end up like crossing over into things because we did so much stuff together. Um, all right. So our involvement in college and AAF. Um, for me personally, this past year, I was the chief diversity officer of our chapter. Um, and I was also in NSAC. Um, Midnight Oil is that all of the things that I was in technically. I mean, I was also a part of obviously the diversity, equity and inclusion council as chief diversity officer. Um, but that was where most of my involvement was in the past year. So my involvement was I was the uh, account director for um, AdBuzz, which I know Nicole and Juan were both a part of this past year. Um, I was also part of NSAC and Midnight Oil um, as an account manager and then just general like team member for NSAC. Um, and then I was also a part of the uh, DEI council. And can you guys tell us a little bit more about NSAC and Midnight Oil? Like, what are they about? What what exactly is those, are those things? So Midnight Oil is our AF chapter's um, biggest, or it's like the top tier um, full service agency, which you have to apply in order to get into. Um, I guess like that's like the like basic of it. Um, so you get a bunch of like different clients. So I know I worked on um, a movie studio client uh, and Julie, I forgot who you had. Uh, I was working on Darling's Custard Cup my first semester. And then the second semester, I was working on Illini Esports. So you guys both worked with advertising, media, creating content in some sort of way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I will say my main focus was a lot of PR, even for like my Midnight Oil client. Mm -hmm. So I guess that was like my, or that's my main background. Mm -hmm. Most of my what? stuff was more... Um, like visual creative um making advertising for um usually social media or for esports we did some like merch work for them so julie garcia what type of pr stuff did you focus on usually and what type of work did you create with that 
Um, so for my midnight oil client, it was a, they wanted like the way the client phrased it was a good old fashioned PR. He wanted to build awareness for his movies. So we hosted a movie showing um, and we had like a pretty decent turnout. Um, and that's basically what he wanted. He just wanted more people to be aware about his films. Um, so overall, just, just awareness. And Julie Fiore, what type of content did you create specifically? Um, so when I was working on Darlings, mostly we generally focused on like, um, Darlings Custard Cup Weekly has like a flavor of the week or like a special, like they have one or two specials a week. And so we basically worked on making like a content calendar with them and, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like creating a bunch of like visual ads for their social media for that. Um, Illini Esports, we were kind of um helping with promoting some events and then also working on some merch designs towards later in the semester um yeah and how did you guys initially get into that graphic design and pr kind of stuff how did you feel going into it i feel like you julie fiori should start because like she led me to a lot of this so like you know it's like intertwined so i feel like you should start first for like the yeah. sake of like yeah I feel like we should also bring up that we've been like close friends since high school. Um, we met mm -hmm. in middle school, I think. But like yes. we got to oh. be really close friends in high school and then like ended up in the same path together. Mm -hmm. um, but how I got here is um, I feel like I give this pitch every time I'm in an interview. But um, <laughs> I started off actually thinking I was going to be a graphic designer um, because mm -hmm. I have more of like a visual art like um illustration background hobbies wise um and then I got to AAF my freshman year um luckily I knew I wanted to do like graphic design and stuff through advertising and then I got there and I was a graphic designer on Pangea for Illini Boxing um and I discovered I'm really bad at graphic design and I hate it <laughs> I'm really bad at it and I don't enjoy doing it it is just not where I drive mm -hmm. Um, and then I decided, you know what, next semester I'm going to try account management. Um, and I loved doing it and I've been doing it ever since. So from Pangea, I went on to get involved in as many places that I could in, um, account management through AAF, um, which is great. Cause I feel like the longer I went in, um, like doing account stuff, um, the less people wanted to do it. And I was like, that's great. Give it to me. <laughs> Um, like for, um, for my capstone, I was the only person who wanted to do account director for that. And I was like, great, I'll do it. I love it. <laughs> and how did you feel with all that responsibility, right? Coming in as a graphic designer and then going into management, account management. Like, I feel like as students, it can be kind of hard at some points to take a new role where you have a lot more responsibility. How was that for you? Um, I mean, I feel like I got very used to being sort of in a leadership position. When I was in high school, I was mm -hmm. in leadership positions for a lot of um, choir stuff, actually, because um, I did like choir and musical and stuff. And I was in a lot of leadership positions mm -hmm. there. And so it was a fairly simple transition. Um, I feel like account management is something you learn best by doing. It's not a really easy thing to teach. Um, and mm -hmm. so like. And I think a lot of advertising is you just have to get thrown in the deep end and get involved in whatever you can. And if you don't know how to do it, you will learn. Like whether or not you like it, you'll learn, um, especially getting involved in like um, Midnight Oil and, and SAC. And for me, I applied to um, 
exec board my sophomore year and got accepted. Um, and so because of, um, like there were people studying abroad and they needed people to cover their spot. And so I was just like, yeah, I'll try. Why not? And I like by far was not the person most suited to the task, but like I figured it out eventually. Mm-hmm. Right. You get thrown in, you so figure now, it out. So um, Julie Garcia, how did you get involved? Because you mentioned that Julie Fiore, Fiore got you into it. So I was actually originally um, before I started applying to colleges going to be a criminology major, but I was, always like oh I like all these things like I I wish I could do this for like a job and then Julie Fiore was like you know that's just advertising right like you could just do that (laughs) um and so I was like oh my god I didn't know this was a thing um and so that's how I got into advertising but then I actually didn't attend my freshman year at U of I I went to a different university as an advertising Mm -hmm. major um but then once I got there they didn't have all the things like I wanted in like that program and so I was like, I'm transferring. What should I do, you know, to like get involved and whatnot? And which Julie Fiore suggested, oh, you should join AAF and do all these things. And then I joined AdBuzz my uh, first sophomore year there. And um, the leaders that year were like amazing. And I was like, I love them. They're great. I, I want to do all these things. And then second semester, they needed more account managers. And I was like, okay, if like there's someone else volunteering, I'll do it. And they assigned me this really cool client. And I was like, oh my God, that was my first choice. And I'm the account manager now. What do I do? And so like, they helped me obviously, but, um, and they made, made sure I like, wasn't drowning in like work, but that's really how I got into like my first like management position. And then after that, I applied my junior year for um, exec and I got the ad buzz position. All right. Congratulations to both of you, actually. That was pretty early on, like getting an exec position. Right. Thank and, you. and now, uh, Julie Garcia, I see that you are going into a publicist internship. Yeah. Uh, this summer. Like, I imagine a lot of that leadership has led you to this point. Yeah. I, I would like to, like, thank, you know, like, everyone who, like, helped me get to this point just because, like, mm-hmm. it, it's a great position. Like, I, I, like, I wouldn't be sort of like, oh, no, like, this is um, a lot. But like Julie Fiori mentioned, they just you just kind of have to like go off the deep end and that's what a lot of it is they're just like okay like don't worry like you'll you'll figure it out like it's okay ask questions um Mm -hmm. so that's been fun so far I've only been there for like a week but they've all been super helpful how long you just mentioned it was a week but um how has it been (laughs) going so far what type of tasks have you been had been to do especially because it's only been a week so far uh so they've had me sit in on a lot of like meetings and um like reports just because I think the quarter is closing. So it's a lot of like, okay, we need to make sure all of these accounts are adding up. Um, it's actually a media um, internship, but the way they describe it is it's a lot of like project managing, project managing. So making sure, you know, like, oh, Leo Burnett has like all these things like actually going through or like mm-hmm. the accounts for this agency are actually adding up and like the media is being like done correctly. Um, So that's a lot of like what they're training me to do right now. Um, And they're, they've introduced me to like their programs and whatnot. So has it been a lot of mostly group work or individual work? Uh, it's been a lot of like, I'm trying to think of like how to describe it. It's been a lot of like individual work, but like there's a lot of group meetings where, well, where I'll just sit in. Um, and like, if I have any questions, I'm allowed to be like, oh, hey, like, what do you mean? Especially because for some reason, media people love abbreviation. So it's like, 
obviously I'm assuming you guys know what a KPI is, but it's like, oh, do this with the KPIs or like like the Hawk team, which is the hands-on keyboard, which is like, mm-hmm. I think it, I remember what it refers to, but like they have all these abbreviations. So they're like, hey, like we talk like this. So if like you have any questions, like make sure to um, ask us or like send a message to one of us and we'll be like, oh yeah, this is what this means or this is what an IO means. At this point, you just make have to make a whole cheat sheet of just yeah, abbreviations. I actually have one right now. Hold on. Oh my god! <laughs> I actually. Like, like, That's amazing. What this means. That's so funny. Math students make formula sheets. Media students make abbreviation sheets. No, yeah, you have to do that because um, actually, for NSAC this year. Um, mm-hmm. Our client was Meta and specifically the um, Quest 2 headsets. And not everybody who was on the team was really familiar with like gaming terminology or computer terminology. Like we had, thankfully, a couple of like comp sci students <laughs> who like definitely knew that. But there were a bunch of people who like weren't very familiar with it. And I was like, we need to like make sure that we know this. Like obviously like clients, you need to be like an expert in what they're doing. And so I was like, we're, I'm making a dictionary. We're making a dictionary for this. Um, I don't know how much we ended up using it, but like, yeah. It's good to know. Yeah. So with NSAC, you guys won third in regionals this year. And what were some of the projects and like things that you had to work on? Like one of the things I heard about was you guys had a blimp idea. So what are some other ideas that you talked about? Or could you elaborate a little bit on that blimp idea? Oh my God, the blimp. I was a big fan of BOGO. Oh, I forgot about BOGO. I think you know (laughs) BOGO better than I do. I feel like I have erased some parts of the campaign from my mind because there was so much of it. I can explain and this the is, <laughs> This is for the meta campaign, right? Working with yeah. meta, creating an advertising campaign for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Bogo was like this mascot, or like he was a mascot from like a game, like and it was like a pet game. So he's like this little like dinosaur alien thing. And he's really cute. And like we had this like, oh, like customize your own Bogo idea. Um, where like you basically like make a build a bear of Bogo. Um, because like you can customize like Bogo and whatnot, and like you know, have him be your pet. So that was one of our executions because if like, uh, you know, like let's say you were to go on the quad, like, and there was like a free like stuffed animal thing. I- I'm assuming you guys would stop by and like get a free stuffed animal. So, yeah. So that was like our thinking behind it. And like, I, I think that was my favorite execution. Yeah. The, the blimp idea was like, I always go back to the blimp idea just because it's such a like out there thing, but I think it really would have been fun um had the execution like actually been executed um the idea was to have like a blimp uh, like a virtual blimp tracker thing um and schools across the country would compete to like bring the blimp like towards their campus um and then after a certain period of time I think we were going to have it um be like the blimp would like land in like a quad or like a like campus that won um, and it would basically be this big like giveaway event. Um, and I just think it's funny to like be like, oh yeah, the blimp execution. And then everybody's talking about like this huge um, like project that we had planned. Um, budgeting for blimps is something that I didn't think I would have to do in my college career, but I did uh, like eventually have to do that. <laughs> hey, that's 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 the media industry, right? You end up doing mm-hmm. things you never thought about. <laughs> yeah. Right? 
And uh, we, uh, I know that you guys uh, have mentioned your Dungeons and Dragons and cosplaying in how that could be applied to a resume and make you unique. Could you guys talk a little bit about that? How has your own personal interests, how have they influenced your professional careers? Honestly, I think the biggest thing, it gives you talking points in the interview. Um, Just because, so for my internship, they had me fill out this like, oh, guess you know me thing. And I listed Bob's Burgers as like one of my favorite things. And like the whole team got so excited about it. And like for 30 minutes, we just talked about like, oh, this is my favorite Bob's Burgers episode. Um, Or, the, you know, like, have you seen the movie yet? Like, this is my favorite character. Um, So that was like really nice. So like, it just gives you like a connection, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have like, um, so I have my cosplay and my um, tabletop and Dungeons and Dragons stuff on my resume, both in my interest section and as like work that I've done. Um, so obviously I was chief diversity officer last year. So like diversity, equity, and inclusion is really important to me. Um, and the way I really got involved in tabletop is I had been playing Dungeons and Dragons since freshman year of college. So it was already a hobby of mine. And then um, basically I was really concerned about um, my own identity as an Asian woman um, and how that interacts with the fantasy genre. And so I basically did this like Twitter thread on my cosplay account about like, this is how Asian people are portrayed in the fantasy genre and in like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff. Um, And it went like it blew up in the tabletop community for some reason. And through that, somebody reached out and was like, hey, um, do you want to play test um, like this thing that I wrote for Dungeons and Dragons? And I was like, I've never done this before. Are you sure you want me to do it? And they were just like, yeah, you're outspoken and you are knowledgeable on this topic. And that means that you would be a perfect playtester for this. Um, so I playtested through that. Since then, I've gotten involved in, um, what is the name of the thing I'm thinking of? Oh, um, sensitivity reading, um, cultural sensitivity reading, which I think is really an interesting way to um, look at what my position was as chief diversity officer. Um, because a sensitivity reader is basically somebody who will read over something. Um, usually with tabletop gaming and stuff, it's um, like narrative structure or like rules or something. And making sure that um, something that is harmful isn't in it. Um, so I've literally been paid to read over something and tell somebody like, hey, this reads is racist. Like straight up, it does. <laughs> um, sometimes people really need that. And so, like, it's really interesting to see that there are people who have the entire thought, like, I need to use this resource. I need to have somebody read over my, um, read over my content and make sure it's fine. Um, and then they'll still miss things because people tend to miss things. Like, nobody's perfect, obviously. Um, so, yeah, that's how I sort of got involved with that. Um, but also, um, my cosplay is very like social media heavy. Um, and I think cosplay, I, should we explain what cosplay is maybe a little yeah, bit? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I've just been talking about it. Um, but um, basically cosplay is literally just like Halloween whenever you want. Um, so like I dress up as fictional characters and spend way too much money on it. Um, but, <laughs> and the way I like to talk about it is that can be as something as like pop culture as like a Disney princess or as like 
specific and niche as like, oh, this video game I played when I was 11 that nobody knows about. Um, but, um, and I've been on like both ends of that. But um, I think it's a really cool thing to examine through advertising. Um, once I like organize myself and manage to do this, I want to write like a video essay about like cosplay and how it sort of works as a form of guerrilla marketing. Um, like my primary way pre-COVID especially, to get involved with cosplay and the community is that I would go to conventions, which is just hundreds, thousands of people in these costumes. And I can't tell you the amount of times that I've seen a costume and been like, what show is that from? Because I want to watch it. Um, like, it's amazing the power that people have. And so, like, I love seeing that and, like, fan-created things and just, like, industries where people are creating a lot like that in tabletop. Um, and like thinking about that through an advertising perspective. So one thing you mentioned was that you did the read-throughs. What are those called again? A cultural sensitivity reading. The cultural sensitivity readings. And you were also a chief diversity officer. So what are different ways that you saw diversity and multicultural multiculturalism resources for you guys, especially because both of you are first generation students and multicultural students. Um, I mean, for me, a lot of um, my role as chief diversity officer, it's a very new role um, in AAF as like a, um, like a named exec board role um, because I was there for the first year that we had um, our DEI council, but it wasn't led by a chief diversity officer yet. Um, it was just read or sorry, led by um, a student who had been like very involved in diversity efforts. And so a lot of the resources um, we have to actually like sort of make for ourselves. Um, I tried to run workshops and sort of provide like education and guidance to diverse students, but also Personally, um, I was part of the Most Promising Multicultural Students Program, which is available to seniors. And I was largely responsible for um, sort of organizing between the students who wanted to apply and uh, Steve Hall, who's like, we need his um, nomination to be able to apply to MPMS. Um, and there were also other programs. There was MAPE um, and then the Publicist Multicultural Talent Pipeline. Um, and those were the main things that I focused on and organized and helped get information to people for. Right. And, and I find it, I, oh, sorry. sorry. I just wanted I to say, Chris. like, closing on that note, like, I think it's really interesting how both your mm -hmm. experience, like, your personal experience and your personal, like, outspoken personality led you to and and your involvement in AAF a more professional involvement led you to this sensitive sensitivity rating job right mm. I think it's I think it's really interesting how those two things and, and it showcases how important it is to still pursue a personal passion uh, and not just focus on professional professionalism all the time mm -hmm. okay. Julie Garcia have you had any diversity? different resources that you found that were really helpful for you or was it pretty much similar where you had to create a lot of your own resources um i think well it helped having the other julie around because i could just be like oh like what do i do for this um but also i'm a big fan of coffee at a distance just because like 
it gives you so many resources. There's like um, an internship application page where it's just like, oh, these are all the inter internships that we are aware of right now. Um, and they also like have this like coffee chat thing where like they'll pair you, or you can like choose a mentor and like be like, hey, can we like have a virtual one-on-one -on -one meeting and like, you know, talk about this or like I have questions about that. Um, and so actually funnily, funnily enough, um, going back to Julie's uh, point about like connecting it to average or connecting your interest to advertising. I had someone tell me something like that um, when I, I think my sophomore year, when I first like, started doing coffee at a distance. Um, and she told me that she like did like salmon tagging or something like that, where like she would track salmon during the summers. And so first, I forgot what campaign it was, but like, they were like, we need someone who is like comfortable around salmon and like knows a lot about <laughs> salmon. Um, and she was like, oh, wait, like, I know a lot about salmon, like I'm comfortable around them. And so she got that she got promoted to like be a campaign manager or something like that. Um, so connecting that, um, sometimes like that knowledge can be helpful. Like, you know, like some company might be like, oh, like actually we're looking for people who know about cosplay or like, you know, this certain, oh, uh, that reminds me, my internship is having like this thing about like fandom and they like, they were looking for people. So that's another thing. Like, you never know when like your interests are going to like come or be useful. It happened actually in the meta campaign too, when we were looking for influencers because we didn't want somebody who like everybody knew for everything. Um, and so I was like, I know anime voice actors. Um, I think that would work. Or um, there were a couple of influencers we were considering um, back and forth that were cosplayers too. Um, but also like on Coffee at a Distance and We Are Next, um, I know we kind of talked about it. Um, Julie Garcia brought it up earlier about having like leaders in positions that are like, really helpful. I think mentorship is really important. Um, I had a mentor through AAF Nationals um, the past two, three years, I believe. Um, and it was really important to me to have a mentor that also cared about like diversity resources. Um, and also like us just talking to each other is really important and having communities sort of within a really big group like AAF, um, which is why I really wanted to try and push um, the DEI council to sort of work the way an employee resource group works, where the focus is on like creating community and like making sure that people felt comfortable talking about things that would maybe make people uncomfortable. Like, um, luckily it didn't really have to happen very often. Um, but if there was ever a case of like, Hey, this person is making me uncomfortable and they're another AAF member. And I don't know how to bring that up. Um, I wanted that to be a space where people could do that. Um, but also with like mentorship, like a lot of the reason I think I really thrived as an account manager, like my first year, um, and then my sophomore year too, is that the president of Pangea was like really good about, um, like making sure I knew what I was doing. Um, my freshman year, that was Hitomi Nakamura. And then my sophomore year, it was Indira Midha. And like, I still keep in contact with them when I can. Um, and just like, having a sort of like unofficial mentor in those spaces is like really important, I think. And Juan, do you have any more questions that you want to ask? Or are you ready to go to our final one then? Uh, no, I think, uh, I think you guys covered the, your, your own personal, uh, um, uh, 
hobbies and how it does affected your your professional life. I think that I think that was great. Uh, but yeah, no, I think I think we can move on to to our final question now. Great. Well, thank you so much again for being willing to interview. I know that it's rough, especially during the summer, having to wake up a little bit earlier on the weekends and stuff. But as a final question, what we kind of wanted to ask is what do you recommend for other students that are interested in creating their own social media content or using their interests, especially because we're going to be having another like mini segment that will focus more on tips and tricks for students. So what are different tricks or resources they found helpful? I know you mentioned copy at distance, but what are some other things they found helpful? Um, so I, in both like my personal cosplay stuff and on like a professional level, feel like just talking about what you like and being really passionate about that is what's going to be the easiest and the best way to get you like really involved in something like that like the reason that um i'm able to like have a consistent cosplay like social media presence is because it's something that i really love um and so and i tried to also bring that into um like my professional life by like having it on my intersection on my resume and bringing it up in interviews like this one too um like don't be afraid to be all of yourself in like the workplace I think um don't like it's pretty common I think for people to be like I don't know if this is like too nerdy to talk about in an office or like if this is like not going to make any sense to anybody like if it doesn't make sense to anybody then like take the time to explain it like just be passionate about what you love I think Julie said it really well this sounds really cheesy but like don't, don't be afraid to be yourself just because like the other thing that I think people should know is like a lot of times interviews also like see how good of a cultural fit you'll be for the um, agency or job just because if you're not going to clash well with like everyone else there, then like, you know, that's not going to be a good time for anyone else or like you. Um, So as you'll find your own people eventually, if that makes any sense, just because mm. like these people like want to hire you. So they want to see if you're a good fit. So even if like you're qualified, Sometimes like they won't see you're a good fit, unfortunately. So, you know, like just be yourself. All right. Well, thank you so much for letting us interview you guys again. And anything else, Juan, that you want to mention? No, I think I think that was great. Uh, anything you guys want to plug? Oh, yeah. Especially like your accounts or Twitters or Instagrams or anything like that. Because then um, we can put in description and anything. Yeah. I personally try to keep my cosplay stuff separate just because I don't put my real name on there. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Great. I don't well, post a lot, unfortunately, so. <laughs> well, perfect. <laughs> it's okay. We'll just put you guys in your LinkedIn then. <laughs> yeah. Thank and then you. there's my like personal social media is fine too. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you like what you heard, check out our parents' company Instagram at Breaking and Entering Pod for more information on our guests and more content. That is at Breaking and Entering Pod, all in one word. If you're interested in breaking into the advertising industry, check out another one of our podcasts, Breaking and Entering, to get the best resources and tips from professionals in the industry. This was the Juvenile Podcast, and we'll see you next time.